1: Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Jordana Abraham, Sammy Sage, and me, Aileen Drexler. We talk about it all, from the latest celeb drama to the best movies to TV shows that we're so obsessed with right now. We share all of our thoughts, even the unpopular ones. Welcome to our pop culture group chat. This is going to be just like senior year except for funner.
2: Hello, and welcome back to a very special episode of the Edges Podcast. I'm at Sammy, and Aileen and Jordana have had the audacity to go on vacation on this momentous occasion. So today I am joined by my friend and pop culture enthusiast, Emma Diamond, aka the founder of Comments by Celebs, Comments by Bravo, and more. And we are going to discuss the Vanderpump finale, plus a few things if we get to it.
0: Thank you for being here. I can't believe I'm here. I really can't, especially less than 12 hours
2: after watching that. I'm losing my mind. You know, we are fresh. We're fresh. I just have to say, like, we watch something so – I know, like, I sound sound like I could be joking when I'm saying this is momentous, but have you ever – I don't think there's ever been a format on television where we're, like, watching the main show, but then we're also getting an update on the show of an addendum that happened in real life, and then we're getting a real-life reflection of it in real time with Ariana being interviewed live with, like, the updates from today. It's
0: groundbreaking, truly. It is is groundbreaking. I also didn't have time, obviously, because I was watching it live, to be so tuned into this. But also, you know, Lala's live during the whole thing. We're also getting all of the takes from the cast. It is so... It's so unique. It really is the kind of thing where, like, I feel bad for people that have not been watching Bravo from the beginning. Because to to
2: lose out on that experience is something I don't wish on my worst enemy, I swear to God. I know. It's because as much as they produced it, they could not have produced this. Like, they could not have produced the evil, to be honest, that Sandoval and Markel have wrought upon their friend group. And in a weird way, it's kind of weird to think, like, we're watching as entertainment. These horrible things that these two, potentially three, depending on how <laughs> how complicit you think Schwartz is, but these people have done to their friends and their partners, and it's just like it's hard to believe that people would act this way.
0: Oh, I mean, I will say though, and I know we will get in, I'm sure, scene by scene, the conversation between Tom and Ariana. Something that Isabel and I were talking about is, of course, that was so real. I mean, we were seeing, you know, <laughs> truly what was happening in real time, but. The way that she was able to deliver those lines, of course, is a testimony, I think, to her strength, her eloquence, her desire to really stick it to him. But also, that is someone who has been on reality TV for a while now, and she knew this was going to be a moment. And I mean that in the most positive way.
2: Yeah, I mean, she called production, and Mm -hmm. she should, you know. I think she had said – or maybe it was Lala who had said an interview or Kristen who had said, like, she knew that she had to tell everyone immediately when she found out. Otherwise, he could manipulate her into being quiet about it. And I think that really, like, thankfully, she found her voice in this because Tom Sandoval, like, would do this five more times. I, I fully believe that. I do, too.
0: And I mean, even we found out last night that, now this was some massive revelation, but Ariana knew about Miami girl. And I actually think there's potentially more things she may have known about. So Lala said that on her podcast. She was like, it wasn't just that she wanted to light his ass on fire. It was also she was doing it as like a self-preservation tactic. And to me, I was very aware of that while watching last night.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't see his appeal and how one could be so manipulated by this like bag of trash on the highway, but he clearly in person has some sort of hold over the women who he screws over it's so confusing to me really, you know like
0: I try to put my myself in that headspace and I just can't get there for so many reasons
2: I know I mean okay so I guess we could go scene by scene but maybe I want to ask you is what did you have the strongest reaction to which scene or which situation did you react most strongly to and we can maybe start there I mean,
0: I thought that moment between Sheena and Sandoval was pretty impactful. I thought that was Sheena kind of like we've never seen her before. You know, It was she was taking Ariana's pain, as one, as if it was her own. But second of all, as you said in the beginning, she was in a lot of pain herself. You know, let's not forget, what, three episodes ago, she's on the beach with Sandoval. And together, they're talking shit about Katie. You know, how God forbid she could even mention something so ludicrous. So it was personally devastating for her as well. And I thought the way that she just so... Beautifully responded to him,
2: but also so passionately. That one hit for me, I would say maybe the hardest. One thing she asked that I was so grateful for because I really had this question when he was like, We haven't been, you know, on the same page in four or five years. And she's like, Well, then why did you buy a house together? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Because I thought it would be a band-aid. It's like, why would that be a band-aid? It's like, no, Sandoval, like you all, you and all the cast members clearly. Got to a point where you could afford houses, and you all went and you bought the same modern farmhouse in the same town. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't begrudge you. Be honest, my house looks very similar to theirs. <laughs> so I saw it. I was like, that's fucking scary. It's not a good thing. But my point is, he kept this going because he thought, oh, this is my moneymaker to be in this relationship, to be the good guy, to have this brand. I'm gonna keep building my. I'm gonna keep building my bars, and. What I thought was very interesting at the end was when Ariana and Schwartz spoke. He basically was like, this is going to screw over the bar. This is going to screw over our family that we built. And she's like, he didn't care about your fucking family. He doesn't – he fucks up your family because he doesn't care and you could redeem yourself basically if you, you know, came clean about this. Which isn't just, it's not going to happen. I mean, Sandoval and Schwartz are in
0: it forever. You know, they know they know where the bodies are buried. That is is—that is potentially the strongest relationship, I would say, not only on this cast. I would say it's one of the stronger relationships on Bravo, even though us as viewers find it pretty disgusting. But, I mean, <laughs> the shorts of it all, I felt, listen, I'm not saying that he was in an uncomfortable position, and I do think in a lot of ways he was very complicit. But I felt like all of the concerns you have about the business, all of these things, which listen, on some level, even if we can't stand the guy, are legitimate. He's put his life savings into this. I just felt like it was a moment where, why don't you take a beat before expressing that to the person that was hurt the most? It was like, you're talking to Ariana. You realize
2: realize it's worse for her, right? Oh my God. He was just in such clear damage control mode on his reputation throughout the whole thing. And you can, it's interesting because I never, until this season, really picked up on how much Schwartz is in on... The production of it.
1: Mm -hmm. But he
2: was, during the season, he was producing these conversations about how, you know, feeding Sandoval lines about like, oh, your relationship wasn't really that great. Does she reciprocate? All this stuff. And then in this one, you see him doing such damage control. You see that the only thing he appears to care about is his image, how the bar is coming out, how his financial situation is going to shake out. And he feels like, why am I being blamed Because Sandoval cheated. I tried to stop him. It's like, okay, maybe you did try to stop him. But this is after 10 years of you covering for him. So why would he take Schwartz seriously in this situation after 10 years? No, there's no
0: world in which you would. And
2: listen, if you're Schwartz, of course you're frustrated. Like, I wasn't the one that did the thing.
0: Why am I getting the backlash? It was was not the same backlash. Yeah, he's not the one that cheated. It was just... His inability to understand the gravity of the situation and how his involvement was so painful for everyone, but specifically for Ariana,
1: was so maddening. There have been times when I realized I shouldn't have trusted my gut. Like watching that extra show when I know I really should go to sleep because I have to wake up early, or buying that pair of shoes that I really don't need. Probiotics can help with most of your gut decisions, but if your gut needs a little support, Ritual has your back. I love Ritual. I used to take Ritual's prenatals. It made me feel so strong and healthy during my pregnancy. My nails were so strong. My hair was great. I just really love the brand. Their three-in-one supplement includes a prebiotic, probiotic, and postbiotic with two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains. Postbiotics provide fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining to support a healthy gut barrier. Ritual's delayed release capsules are designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract. It's an all-in-one minty capsule, and there's no refrigeration needed. And Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritizing sustainability sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate. Not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for limited time at ritual.com slash betches. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash betches for 25% off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them buttoned up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. Not only are they offering you an unbiased opinion, they're also professionals in the field and they know because you could be going through something and you'll have someone to talk through it, but you could also not be going through something. Things might arise and you don't even realize something is, bubbling up I'm really good at identifying it now but when I was like very early in my therapy I didn't really realize I had anxiety or it was really affecting my life and I figured that out with a therapist and I realized how it was affecting my life and it was just such a great experience and if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's H slash betches.
0: Well, something I feel we have to talk about immediately going off of what you said about that narrative that Shorts was really trying to help Sandoval pull this whole season is when Ariana's on Watch What Happens and Andy asks her, what was the hardest thing for you to watch? Her response is, You know, seeing this entire narrative about my relationship that was being paraded around all season. And that to me, it was like, I I said this to Isabel yesterday, it was so satisfying to hear her finally say that because what have we been saying for the last month? that? Yeah, are there aspects of what Sandoval had been saying that were true in terms of potential issues in their relationship? Totally, but this super contrived way that he was trying to do this rollout, you know, to eventually save him was so obvious. Like there was not even an ounce of subtlety. And so going back to what you said earlier, that the unique element of being able to see her reaction in real time—it was so fucking fulfilling.
2: It really was. I mean, I, I just have to say, I listen to you and Isabel every week about this every Friday. I'm like, yes. <laughs> play um but that entire thing i think is what makes them 10 times worse than just oh we had an affair and it played out because schwartz hurt katie so much so that he could cover for sandoval but also kind of cover for himself because he was clearly having this other relationship with this girl whatever um that's side knowledge but just the way that like He let this go for months, and then he lied about how long he knew for. He tried to lie on camera. He got caught. It was very obvious. And Katie had a point. She was like, if you want, you could just shock everyone and tell the truth for once. And I honestly think that would have saved him so much more because, like, my opinion of Schwartz has only degraded over time. It's only made – I've only started to think that he is more complicit, more manipulative, and crueler In the way he's treating Katie as I've watched him go through the season. So if he were to like, even now, I still don't understand how he went and watched What Happens Live a month or two ago and was like, give Sandoval a hug. Like he should be so mad at Sandoval for fucking up his whole life. I truly think there is a piece of Schwartz's identity that is wrapped in Sandoval.
0: It's 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 a super codependent kind of. I don't know if I want to use the word toxic necessarily, even though I'm sure it fits. But it is just not the relationship you desire with a friend with someone close to you. So yeah, I I agree with you. Even though we've seen all the shit Schwartz has done, he still to me, if you're ranking them, is the most redeemable. And I don't just mean because he's not the one that was involved in this terrible thing directly. It's because if you're looking at it just from like a a personality level, he still, even given everything, is the most appealing of the three. You know, like that's why that's why when Sandoval tries to pull this charm, it doesn't work in the way that it works with Schwartz because unfortunately he just kind of has something that <laughs> Sandoval
2: doesn't. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that's how Schwartz has gotten everything he's gotten. It's because he, and I don't really believe this now, but I always have believed it, He's, like, adorable. Yes. I think that he, like, looks at you and he must be, like, so sweet. And he's able to charm Lisa Vanderpump. And he was always able to pull Katie back in. And I just think that, like, he knows when to shut up, usually. Um, But the way that we saw him this season berate Lala, the way we've seen him, I think when you see the mask slip, it's really kind of scary But either way, I completely agree with you. His – part of his identity is subsumed in Sandoval's. They're enmeshed so tightly that I don't see why he can't see his own way out of it and to get himself out from under it. Like, I felt that – I could feel his resentment kind of seething from him last night when they had the scene together and he was, like, hugging him. I could hear that he was, like, really mad. And he was really mad at him in that conversation with Ariana and – He just seems very angry and resentful, but he can't. There's something about him that like cannot express it.
0: No, I mean, I think in his mind, they, no matter what, they are in it for the long haul in a more permanent way than he's had with, I truly mean this quite literally anyone else in his life maybe with the exception of a couple of you know family members. And so I think if he really let himself get to the level of anger, frustration, whatever you want to call it that he would get to, I think he's afraid that it would be too hard for him to kind of come back from it. Which of course to us we're like <laughs> it's the obvious solution. I think for him he's consciously not letting himself get there, but you did see Talk about, let's not forget, when this whole thing broke, right? It was March third, because the <laughs> yeah. Sheena Raquel was March first on Watch What Happens. Two days later, this whole thing breaks. And right after this whole thing breaks, a couple days later, I don't know the exact date, is when Sandoval posts his first apology. And of course, the you know, take from the entire world is what the fuck is wrong with you? Where is the mention of Ariana? And here, in at least in my interpretation of that scene, was we were getting the behind the scenes of that Sandoval post. Basically Schwartz begging him, dude. I'm sorry, I know you're not in a good spot, but you got to do something because the Yelp reviews are down. And to me, that was Sandoval either leaving and you know, quickly typing it up in his notes app or texting Schwartz and saying, you got to send me something to write. Like there's totally a world in which Schwartz oh wrote that initial apology.
2: I could believe that. It sort of did read a little bit like his text message to Ariana, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. I actually felt that the conversation between Schwartz and Sandoval, where Schwartz was trying to interrogate Sandoval like about why he did it was more revealing in some ways than how the conversation between Sandoval and Ariana about why he did it. I think that there were a few quotes that really show that everyone here was in the thrall of a narcissist. And I know that term is like so broadly overused, but you can hear the way Sandoval really believes that he is like owed this mistake. Like he's allowed to get a pass for it. And I have, okay, I have a list." Nothing gets me going like when you say, okay, I have a list.
0: Oh, okay, good. Love it. Yes. I love a list, too. Love a list. And love when you have a list. Okay, keep oh, going.
2: Thank you. I mean, you gotta you look, like, I gotta keep track somewhere. Like, you know, I sent you like 25 pages of notes. <laughs> I when I watch these shows, I just end up transcribing the whole thing. I know. But and we're we're really appreciative, we as the people. <laughs> good. But okay, so one thing he Schwartz really was trying to push, like, what I told you to tell her. Why didn't you tell her? And he goes, Sandoval goes, Every time I tried to tell her, I just got the vibe that she didn't want to fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. What? Uh, Took
0: me out. Took me out. It was actually, I know we're going to keep going through these, but as you read, I think it will become more and more obvious just how he is not only unwilling, he is in entirely incapable of accepting even an ounce of blame. It is simply not his fault. He was, how bad should we feel for him that he was pushed to do this? He had no other choice but to fuck Raquel. And if we don't have sympathy for that, there's something wrong with us.
2: Oh my God. Every single time he said something vaguely neutral, he would then follow it up with a reason to blame Ariana. And I just want to be like, this girl was so his ride or die. Like, When they were protecting their brand and would keep their stuff under wraps, I genuinely – Jax and Tom both called that out, Jax in a flashback. I genuinely believe that Ariana was doing that like out of respect for her relationship and he was doing that to preserve their image. And she gave him so much leeway under that guise that she was doing it to like protect them. But Mm -hmm. this whole time, she was doing it because she really loved him and she respected him. She respected him. She didn't want kids. And she was like, I was going to freeze my embryos for you. I would have gone anywhere for you. I just, the audacity of this man to treat her like this and then blame it on her. Blame it on her, really, as if, and you know what? It's not like, even throughout this whole
0: time, as we said, the last month when he has been making up this kind of bullshit story about the downfalls of their relationship, it's not that I don't believe that there were moments of that or things we could extract from that that were true. There were. Clearly, they weren't perfect. I mean, to me, one of the most ironic things of this season is last week that conversation that Raquel had with Ariana, which like was just batshit crazy, if we want to call it out, oh right? Gosh. Like, knowing, have everything, the depths of Ariana confiding in her about her body image issues sexually and and Raquel then being the, like all of that, it was so unbelievably horrifying to watch. And even actually, this was interesting, by the way, what Ariana said to Andy last night on Watch What Happens of like, I actually was happy to have that conversation with her because I felt it was a safe place or whatever she said. Anyway, the irony of that is if we were watching that and it wasn't Raquel and we didn't know what we knew, we would actually probably potentially applaud her for speaking what we view to be as like, yes, yeah, some honesty into the whole kind of screwed up dynamic between Ariana and Sandoval Because us as the public, even before Scandoval happened, had been saying, Ariana could do so much better than this guy. And finally, someone's saying it. Meanwhile, of course, that carries no weight when she is the one
2: sleeping with him. Right. And she wasn't saying you could do better. She was saying like, get out and leave him to me. Yeah. That was really her message. I think that I mean, we can go let's go into for a second just the issues in their relationship. Because as Sandoval is just as Sandoval's describing his problems with their relationship, nothing he's saying, and the cast members say this to him, nothing he's saying is like that bad. Like, no, like I, I don't want to like minimize or anything their relationship or like relationship problems, but like it is very normal for a long-term you know, long-term relationship to have dry spells or to have loss of passion or to have periods where you go through good and bad. If you listen to like, I would say many people who have been married a long time, they all pretty much say like you kind of work through the good and the bad. And she was willing to do that. And he basically was like expressing a very normal problem or I don't a very common thing that people face. And instead of like, no one's begrudging that you felt that way, Tom. They're begrudging that you decided to basically run this whole game on her through your show that you're on together and sleep with her friend and cast member. And let's be honest, the reason Ariana and Raquel were such close friends is because Sandoval brought Raquel in because yep. he liked her. Yep. And,
0: and then it became kosher the second uh-huh. that she's second she's friends with Short, second she's in with Ariana, then the whole thing is you know is totally it's they could they could get away in plain sight. It's no different than Dancing at the Abbey. It Mm -hmm. actually – because if you're – you know, of course, when we first heard that, we're like, whoa, what's going on? But for a lot of the people
2: in that scene, that's business as usual. It's nothing crazy. Yeah. I mean, Sandoval is like – ultimately, this goes to the fact that he's like – like he said, he's like washed up. And he's like, she didn't – she made me feel not washed up. I know.
0: The one other thing that I wanted to mention with that Sandoval-Ariana conversation is I feel like the thing that's getting lost in all of this is – I agree with you. Some of the things that he said, of course, there's like a, a range, right? Her not putting batteries in the drawer. Sorry. no one. You know, <laughs> Who like... even uses fucking batteries? It's 2023. And by the way, if, she, if she's using batteries, it's probably for her vibrator because you are not satisfying <laughs> her. So like we can go from there. But that's, let's say the bottom of the totem pole. The lack of intimacy in their relationship, obviously we know the reasons, but of course, if you're him, that's something that's going to bother him. Even in that conversation though, When we watched them discuss it on camera a few weeks ago, she says to him point blank, and you can tell it is not the first time she said this, I have repeatedly said to you, I can't be intimate with someone that I don't have quality time with. So to me, if if I'm looking at Sandoval, you're not allowed to be upset about the thing that you are not doing anything to fix because in the time that you could be spending quality time, you are cheating on her. And then you're upset with her for not giving you the intimacy. Like it's as if she didn't outline clearly what she needed from him. And that's something I really resent him for.
2: Oh, she outlined it. She's been outlining it for a long time. I don't think Ariana has ever been unavailable in this relationship. Like, she deals with her own issues the way that, like, many people do. And if that's a reason to end the relationship, then sure, that's a reason to end the relationship. But he didn't. He never implied that he was going to. In fact, he took out a fucking home equity loan on their joint house for his bar while he was – planning to break up with her. And he said, yeah, I was going to break up with her anyway. Then why did you take out a loan on your joint house for your bar? It's just like, that is so selfish. So it's like, okay, if you knew you were going to break up with her, then you tried to fuck her financially first. So
0: yeah. He has no no awareness of, of the way that his actions, he doesn't care. But wait, you know what I thought was like a really, I feel like it's kind of being Viewed as like a throwaway point, but I actually thought it was impactful. Is in his conversation with Sheena, when they're going back and forth, and you know, she says, Listen, if it really got to that point when he says, you know, I I mentioned to her about breaking up with her and she threatened to hurt herself. And Sheena says, You know what? Then you say to her, I am unhappy, I am doing this, and you call her friends, and me and Logan and everyone else, we rally around her. And I felt that, that was really powerful because. This is a group that would do this, and I and I know like this is so not the focus, obviously. But if I'm Sheena, I'm almost insulted at that. It's like, don't you know the support system that she has around her and the, the way that we could insulate her and and not? I don't want to use the word save her, but it it's like he removed that as a possibility. And I think I, I thought that that was a good point
2: that she made. Well, I think the reason he removed that as a possibility is because that would require him being the dumper. Yep. And first of all, we know men don't dump people if they can help it especially not Sandoval, as we've watched the past 10 years. He, he didn't want to be the dumper because that would make him look bad. And I think that he thought he, they were really going to get away with this plan where he was going to paint her as like a sexless, emotionless bitch who pushed him away. And then he just found love with Raquel and he was going to try to push Ariana and Katie off the show. Let's be real. They were trying to insult their sandwich shop, which, by the way, I am dying to go to when it opens. They were so clearly trying to push the two of them off the show together by making it seem like everything was their fault. It's like you were never going to, you never, they they were never going to do anything that made themselves look bad on purpose.
0: In what world? Like you almost have to admire the boldness of that aspiration
2: because narcissism.
0: I, yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 no, it, it's really like. I, I almost feel sometimes with Sandoval that he forgets that we have been watching this show for as many years as we have been watching this show. It's like, we know your fucking MO and we know Ariana and I got news for you. Scandoval or no Scandoval. At the end of the day, I feel like I can speak for everyone and saying, we're going with Ariana. Oh my God. It's, it's unbelievable that the grand delusions, I, oh my God, this was so, were you like, like, I need to, I just need a moment to talk about your experience while watching it. Like what was going through your body? I, I felt like I... I don't know. I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience.
2: So did I. And I actually, it took me like two hours to watch it because I would like hear something and then I would rewind it to be like, did I really just fucking hear that? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you another one of my quotes to go go yes, back yes. to my list. Okay. This was in his, in his conversation with Schwartz when he was describing how he was hiding the affair. And he was like saying, basically that he basically blames her for not realizing that he was cheating. He's like, I'd be like, I'm going to Schwartz's. And the only thing she would have to do is follow me to see that I'm not. Oh, my God.
0: I mean, you know it's bad when Schwartz even says, dude, you can't put that on her. Like, all it's of a like- sudden, Schwartz. <laughs> I-, I know. I know. You Could guys- you? He's
2: blaming her for not distrusting him enough? Yeah. Yeah exactly,
0: exactly. And he thought that that, not only did he think that that was a valid point, he thought that that was a point that would deeply resonate because it because in his mind that illustrated what he has been saying that, you know, she just, it seems like she doesn't care. She's kind of apathetic to, to me and to our whole situation. It's like, you know, this is what I really, really fucking hate about him. What he does is very similar to what Chris Humphreys used to do back in the day <laughs> where he would take one of Kim's qualities and use it when it, you know, benefited him or weaponize it when it didn't. The the reason that Sandoval fell in love with Ariana is because of how chill she is basically. Like that is who she is to her core. That's not just who she is with you. She's a very even-killed, level-headed person who doesn't react in the quote crazy ways that not only he does, but also a lot of the women he has surrounded with himself in the past do. And the same thing that you love her for and fell for her for can't be then the same thing that you villainize about her when it doesn't work in your favor. And I, I really fucking hate that.
2: I think he was just grasping for anything. He was like, well, it's her fault. She didn't realize I was being so obvious. Everyone said, but, but then it's like when people were bringing it up and they were suspecting. He was like, dude, dude, no, no way, no way. Like, no, they did suspect and you denied it. And that's why everyone believed you.
1: Spring has sprung, and that means it's time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, new warm weather bedding, Reflight for that summer getaway. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code BETCHES when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code BETCHES. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code Betches. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competition for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliye was Nevada's contestant nearly 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
2: Okay, one thing I can't really understand and maybe this is just really a reality of how little the cast members really see each other. and in, in fact, I don't see how it took five months past the end of filming to come out.
0: I am so mind fucked by the whole timeline. Honestly, I don't, I really don't fully get it because I don't, how did you, this is actually a question I'm really curious about your take on. Cause I don't think we, we ever discussed this. You know, how in the last like two weeks, all of a sudden we started to see Allie saw them at the Abbey. And then there's some suspicions when, Scannaval initially broke on March 3rd. In my mind, I didn't think we would be getting the lead up of that on the show. I kind of thought there'd be a line in the sand, right? So yeah, once we started to see Lala specifically, who to me is like fucking FBI agent number one, the second she had even a hint of this, I don't know. I agree with you. I don't know how it took so long. And and if you really ask me where it comes back to, it comes back to, and this sounds so twisted, but like almost their respect for Ariana. Like they weren't digging deeper because they kind of got this sense
2: that they weren't supposed to. I I don't know, it sounds off, but that's kind of where I feel. I think they knew from past experience with Miami Girl and maybe just the way their relationship was, like Katie had said, like they don't have rules for each other. They don't keep each other on leashes. So maybe they were like, you know what? No one's like relishes that moment when you have to tell someone something about their, tell your best friend or close friend something bad that their partner has done. No one wants to be that person, especially if you don't have like concrete proof. It's one thing to show someone a message or to show them a photo, but it's another thing to be like, I just really think it, you know. Right. It's not like a Bethany to Luann about Tom. It's about Tom. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Literally about Tom. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> there are so many fucking Toms. Like it's just, I, I feel like I say this all the time, but they're Too many. Too many. (laughs) What about – okay. What about the fact that Schwartz said that he was, like, trying to push him to tell? And one thing, this was a very quick moment, but he goes, me and Raquel had to be on the same page. What was your take on that comment? Like, it was really quick, but to me, I was like, does that mean she didn't want to, or was that just a throwaway line that he was giving?
0: I kind of don't really know. I mean – I've been curious this whole time just how aligned they were in terms of their actions, meaning like last week, that conversation that Ariana was having with Raquel, was that one that Tom knew she was going to do? Is that something he put her up to? Or is that something, is, is it possible that he actually didn't like that she was doing that and he felt it was getting too close?
2: I think the second, probably. That's just my guess. Oh, so you think he didn't and she was kind of, yeah. I think she was like trying to do her own digging. Cause she was really into him. This was like, this was definitely like peak like commitment to each other.
0: Yeah, I think that there was a part in terms of the the first part wondering like what he meant by that line. I think there is certainly a world in which what Raquel was so taken by with this whole thing was the intimacy of knowing that it was a secret from the rest of the world. And so, is it yes? Is it possible to me that she maybe didn't want this to happen or didn't want him to? I'm just hype. Who the fuck knows? I'm just hypothesizing. Is it possible that she didn't want him to necessarily end it as as quickly, not that he was going to, but because she, I think to her, like, you, were, you're, you realize who we're talking about here. This is someone with deep insecurities, deep abandonment issues. And the fact that not only did she have this secret, intimate connection with Tom, but also as a result of it, she became the third in this Tom Schwartz, her thing. I mean, to me, if I'm Raquel, knowing where she's coming from, that is like, the highest point of my life. That is the time that I have maybe felt the most valued, definitely more valued then than she ever did with James Kennedy. Like if I'm Raquel, I am now leaving, you know, the, the, what would have been the finale. And I not only have Katie Maloney up in arms, I got Lala, I got Terry Maloney. Like, I think the chaos she was causing from this whole thing was she was getting off on it in such a severe way that, yeah, I think it's possible. She wanted to just sit in that.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I have a deep psychoanalysis of Raquel and it's pretty I, I know I've been reading what people are saying on the internet, on, on the webs, that she is not redeemable. And I I kind of wanna say that she is. Not just because I generally want to believe that everyone is redeemable, with maybe the exception of Sandoval in this situation, but I feel that she is so you can feel her damage. You can feel that she went from a childhood with clearly some abandonment and confusion to pageant world where she was like institutionally supposed to be competing with other women, right after that ends, and she's like very upset that it ends and she's clear about that, she starts this relationship and then she's having all this value placed on her. I agree with you that she was self-esteem all-time low, but emotionally riding a high when she was The the triple and the triple in the triplicate. And I think that that was, I think she clearly has learned to get validation from men. Ariana says that in their conversation. She is seeking an identity in men. And that's why I do really feel badly for her. Like, I think she is just like has to start psychologically at like square one. And she should get away from Sandoval if she wants to have a hope of becoming better. But, like, I do believe there is work that she can do because there was a moment – and I want to talk about their conversation amongst the galaxy lights. Oh, my God. Um, There was a moment where I feel like Tom seemed more upset, but she seemed to intellectually know that, like, he was a bad guy and this was fucked up.
0: Well, I mean, the first time she (laughs) – It's almost as if a light bulb went off in her mind in this moment and she says, you know, I'm putting my life on the line for you and couldn't you do the same thing to me basically? And it was such a – it's not that – listen, honestly, it's a totally valid point. I was just so surprised that she made it in that moment. Were you a little caught off guard by that or no?
2: I felt – I was caught off guard by that too, especially because it was like so out of sync with the rest of the way she was acting. Yeah. But – Okay, he, here's how I here's how I read this whole scenario. A, this was their first time on camera together. First time maybe like even together together post it coming out. And he comes in, he looks I just want to say my mouth when he walked into her apartment fell to the floor. I said, "Oh my god," out loud because of how disgustingly sleazy he looked. Mm. He immediately like pours a shot that they chase with beer she has the galaxy lights on. He asks her to like, turn them off. Did you feel that their chemistry, I felt like in the moment that they were like two people who had sex with the lights on for the first time.
0: A little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I think that the, the fact that it was no longer secret was, they were both starting to realize just how much the secrecy of it was contributing to the intimacy and to the addiction. By the way, when she says, you know, I just can't kiss you with cameras. It's too weird. And And he agrees. I know part of that was like, yeah, this is about to be on national television, but I swear to you, I think there was a like real fourth wall break aspect of there were people there. Like there's, you know, you forget it's not just the cameras, it's the camera crew. And it's not just like, these are random people. You know, they've known these people for years. And I I actually think there was a part of it that was more so coded by that.
2: Yes. There were a lot of fourth wall breaks, which I appreciated. I agree with you because also it's like people that they had been lying to for Months who were yes. now watching them. Okay, I know everyone was like all taken aback by the they love you, I love you mix up, but I feel like what got lost there is that these two people are exchanging I love yous. And clearly, this is not the first.
0: The, right. <laughs> yeah, this is something that that's what I'm saying. I, this having sex with the lights on for the first time is a really good way to put it. It, it felt, I mean, listen, I don't care. You could be the most in love. Maybe with people. it was sober sex for the first time. That's I, what ooh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which actually, there is probably is an aspect to it that maybe sober they really is, were never yeah, sober. Yeah. I just think it was starting to, the gravity of the situation was starting to kind of set in, in addition to realizing, like, wait. We don't have what we thought we had here.
2: Right. I mean, first of all, who takes fucking shots and chases them with beer in the middle of the day when you're just like with your partner? They, I think that their relationship was very chemical and like they were driven by these like the lights and the music and the raging and the Abbey and like the fun of the dancing. Like you can just see that their relationship was like a musical chairs and when the music stops, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, we fuck. fucked them our whole lives. Yeah. What did you think of – okay, this this gets into the timeline of it all. She says, and this was in the previews, I know we always said we wouldn't do this if it wasn't worth it. I just think the way this imploded is not ideal at all. And this tracks with Schwartz saying, like, you had a plan and it didn't work. You didn't do the plan. What is this always? Because if I say that I always thought something, that means I – Probably had been thinking about it for like at least a year and a half. Like, what is always date? I know, to? I know. Always, I wouldn't say something that I thought last August was something that I always said. Well, okay. I have two questions. First of all,
0: just quick yes or no reaction. Do you think that this was going on for more than a year or at yes. least a year? You do hard yes. Okay. So I don't actually, and I could be, I mean, there's totally a world in which you're right. I have, what the fuck do either of us know? I, I don't think so. I believe the timeline a little bit more. What I think the always more so speaks to is how warped their sense of time kind of became because I really feel like, you know, it, like such a weird comparison. Remember the very beginning of COVID, like week four, and you were waking up, <laughs> yes. you didn't know what day it was. You were so confused that like anything went, I almost feel like that's what they were living in. It was like, it was a perpetual snow day in a way. And so yeah. I to me, the always more so speaks to just this, this kind of fantasy yet reality world that they had been constructing together, living in together, going, you know, even, even uh, when Ariana says, yeah, she would look through his phone, but he was very good at kind of concealing like They, in a sense, had to exist in an alternate world in order to make it happen. So that's, I guess, how I interpreted it. But I absolutely could be wrong.
2: Can I ask you why you believe them? I don't know. I don't (laughs) know why. I I really
0: don't because I don't believe them in any other way. That's just, there's a part of me that thinks, is it possible that they could have gotten away with it for longer? Like, I just think they're both so deeply unintelligent. Yes, I know conniving and, and calculated and all that. So maybe it's a lack of believing their ability to conceal for longer, yet at the same time, look how long they did it for. I
2: don't know. Well, okay. I think there's a – the question is like, what do you count as the affair? You know, my feeling is that like everything that they said just sort of shifted back a little bit when he was like, oh, we only – it only happened once and dude, 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 we stopped. I believe that that happened, but I believe that once happened way earlier. I believe that the – a lot of it was probably built on – talking like i think a lot of it was emotional yeah rather than i i believe that maybe they started like regularly fucking committing that this is like a thing we're doing in august after boys night but i don't think that they were like that it started at boys night you know yes okay i agree with that emotionally
0: i definitely think it started before i mean wait we didn't even talk about i don't have the direct quote in front of me but Of Raquel's confessional when she's in that long sleeve blue crisscross number, you know, smiley saying, listen, I just, I knew the emotional connection that we had and I had to know what it was like to have sex already knowing that I loved him in that way.
2: Oh my God.
0: She, She literally says, I didn't have the
2: willpower to not do it. That's actually the one thing she said that made me think like, okay, this girl realizes she was wrong and that like, this is a, she couldn't help herself because the the emotional validation that she was so desperate for was right there in front of her. You know, and I think I understand why she couldn't, why she coming from where she was at that moment that she was there, why this man who she thinks, she sees him on a pedestal, we see him as 40-year-old cigarette butt, but she sees him as like rock star, Tom, you know, number one guy in the group. And I see why she was not able to resist it He's the one who should have not fucking stepped out on his partner.
0: Totally. I mean, yeah, a thousand percent if we're ranking who was more in the wrong, it's him, even though they are both despicable. The the thing is, obviously for her, right, she's getting this emotional validation she's never gotten before. She's being made to feel so special, so unique, so beautiful, so intelligent, all the things. And for him, it was like this direct like a fucking IV line to his ego of here he is, he's feeling sexually, you know, in incapable based on what's been going on for the last few years. He's starting to feel the washed upness, which of course for anyone, specifically a 40 year old guy living in LA is like actually his worst nightmare. And here, what he views is this hot young pageant queen who idolizes him. I mean, I can't think of a scenario that would make him hornier.
2: I I truly mean that. You know, that is something that he should have unpacked in couples therapy. Yeah. I, and she would have done it. She would have followed him anywhere.
0: She would have. That's the thing. That's why this, that's why, in a twisted way, this is such a blessing in disguise. Cause I truly oh, believe yeah. if more of these things happen and they weren't necessarily Raquel and they were just one-offs, I think Ariana was in it for the long haul. I really she do. She was? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, she was. That and that I agree with you. She is. She's definitely in a better position now because, I mean, even like career-wise, like Uber one is good as gold. i saw the entire morning. I will never, I- not
0: only will I not get that out of my head, I don't want to get that out of my head.
2: It's so funny. The song reminds me of like when I will mi- put my dog's names in a regular song to sing to them. <laughs> yes. It's like they just had to like shoehorn it in there. If you're looking for simple but quality products for your five-minute makeup routine or want full-face glam that'll stun on a night out, Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards. It's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. My long-standing favorite, as you already know, is their mascara. But my favorite thing about Thrive is that they also support communities that we care about and do their best to give back. And while you know how much I love their mascara, right now I am loving their new Brilliant Eye Brightener. It is a highlighter stick made to brighten and open up your eyes, giving you an instant eye lift. You just apply it to the inner corner of your eyes to look rested and effortless. You can also use it as an eyeshadow for a perfect daytime glow or use the metallic shades for an easy smoky eye. It goes on very easily, making it easy to blend any of the 16 shades. Perfect for a five-minute makeup or a full face glam. Spring is a great time to refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. And right now you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash betches. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash Betches for
3: 10% off your first order. Ready to redefine your relationship with alcohol? Whether you're trying to cut back or just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol, allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet, fruity sours? Athletic Brewing has an assortment of non-alcoholic beers in almost any style you can think of. One thing I really like is a great Sunday brunch. And sometimes, you know, you kind of want to have a drink during it, but also it's Sunday and you kind of want to get your life together. That's the perfect occasion to have an Athletic Brew non-alcoholic beer. Athletic brews is a variety of great tasting, award-winning non-alcoholic beers, including IPAs, Goldens, Extra Dark Brews, Sours, Hazies, and more. Many of which are only available online and for a limited time. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic Brews bebs you can drink anytime anywhere and still go right back to whatever you were doing it's a great fit for parenting playing sports watching sports doing chores late nights and early mornings so you can imbibe without worry when you support Athletic you support a company that cares they're a certified B Corp and donate up to two million dollars annually to protect and restore outdoor spaces around the globe through the Two for the Trails program try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself use code BETCHES to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com that's B-E-T-C-H-E-S at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Okay, we need to talk about
2: um, that first conversation between Tom and Ariana. Yes. When they're in the house together. And I mean, that is like heart-wrenching to me. I cannot imagine sharing a house in that situation. But what did you think was like his most egregious Or what did you think was like, what stuck out to you most about this conversation?
0: Well, I would like to start by saying that it is physically impossible to rank because the entire thing was infuriating. However, I thought one of the more impactful lines was when he said to her, I just feel like every time I try to apologize to you, you get angry. And she said, so let me be fucking angry. Like as if that was supposed to be a valid reason as to why he hasn't. I know the apology in the scheme of things isn't the most important, but that line really stuck out to me of like... Here she is basically saying, yes, I am having an emotional reaction that I'm entirely valid to. It's not my fault that you can't stand me being angry because it makes you view yourself in a way you don't want to view yourself. You need to sit down and view yourself that way because this is what you did. And I just felt like that one little moment really encapsulated just how fucked up he is.
2: Yeah. You see him doing this when he's screaming at Katie to take accountability. He is incapable of allow... His brain does not allow him to feel responsibility for the depths of what he's done. because, no. And I imagine that that's some sort of self-protective thing because if he could fully process what he's done, he would maybe hate himself more than he already does. Mm-hmm. But I thought just on that, similar to that, I thought one of the most egregious things he said was he was talking about their relationship lately and he was saying, the last few months, the amount of times I got an apology from you, I could count on one hand. It's like, what did she need to apologize for? Did she do something? Why does she owe you blanket apologies for for what?
0: It's not even that because even if that's true, like even if we could look back and we had a camera on what was going on inside their home and there were 10 factual times that she should have apologized for X, Y, and Z and she didn't, it still doesn't justify. That's what he could not wrap his head around. It's like, there's nothing that you could say that- could even remotely try to balance the, what the magnitude of what you did, and for us, how how frustrating was that? I couldn't imagine. I was amazed at her ability to just maintain calmness. It was,
2: it, I would say, it was like fucking amazing. Oh my god! If I, if this were my home, the decibel levels that would be reached are. They were they're off the charts like I don't understand how they just they only had like one argument one like yelling exchange maybe that was just what they saw what they showed us but like they were so incredibly calm and I was like I was just baffled okay there's one question I want to ask you because it seems like he had been stepping out on her more than once more than Miami girl probably more than that other one time that he admitted to Sheena First of all, Ariana says on Watch What Happens Live that there's someone not in the show universe, but adjacent, it appears, who he may have cheated with. Do we know who that is? And could that person be Billy Lee? Because now I'm seeing like a lot of suspicion that he had hooked up with Billy Lee and Lala said that she wants to open that case up again. I don't
0: think that that's who Ariana was referring to just because to me, I would classify Billy Lee as in the show universe, even if
2: no longer. Even though she's not on the show?
0: Yeah, I still think that it counts as universe. Yeah. That, That being said, I'm not saying a Billy Lee situation didn't happen. Like I put nothing past Tom Sandoval. So I think it is totally possible. I'm curious who Ariana is referring to. And I don't know, although it's the kind of thing where like if we wanted to which this isn't to me the most interesting like this isn't where i would devote my fbi skills if i if i really had them but i think that the way that these people operate if you really wanted to figure it
2: out you probably could agreed agreed i think i think we will know more information yes. which is what makes this so wild that we're finding out more in real time we also have to talk about there was news right before the finale that they had broken up uh, sandoval and raquel it was page six that reported that she had dipped out. And then after the finale aired, a People article came out saying that their relationship status actually didn't change because they were never together. So what's your read on the tabloid wars that we're watching?
0: I, I, I don't really know where I kind of stand on this. I mean, you saw Ariana. She didn't believe it because according to her – a couple of days ago, Stanwell received a handwritten note from Raquel. You know, penning this letter from wherever the fuck she is.
2: It could have been a goodbye letter, to
0: be honest. It, it totally could. I mean, by the way, just like the visual of Raquel writing writing a letter, letter? It was like a felt tip pen, like that is just killing me on so I many she uses levels. Think was a BIC
2: person, yeah. <laughs> Raquel, brought I to you by a BIC. pencil.
0: <laughs> I imagine a colored pencil, really. But yes, I, I, I don't know where I stand on that because to me, I. Listen. Even before any of this, in the early days of us finding stuff out about this, one of the reports that was circulating was like, "Yeah, there's a lot of toxicity between even Sandoval and Raquel."
2: Of course, and so that I'm sure that tracked. Here's the thing: you can't have two people of their le- individual toxicity levels and not have a joint nuclear explosion. Like, there's it's not possible for two people like that to be in a healthy relationship. That's the thing. It's like, sure, they can tell us they're happy. All this, it's all great, but like. We know you. Yeah, and once they don't no longer have
0: the secrecy to kind of ground them and bond them, then what happens? Then shit gets real. I
2: completely agree. They they needed the secrecy as soon as the as soon as they were in like broad sober daylight with cameras, aka their real lives, it was clearly not hitting the same. So my feeling on the breakup rumor is that that had Raquel's people all over that because they've been like doing this sort of messy PR weird one foot in one foot out of stuff for the whole time. So my sense is that that is from her. I kind of believe that she's in some sort of mental facility. Maybe I'm wrong, but I also like hope she is. I hope she's getting treatment.
0: Yeah, I, that, that's the one thing that I just—I know people go so hard on that. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and speculate because, like, what an asshole do you look like if you're if you're right. going, you know, bearing your life that she's not
2: and then she is like that? I believe it. By the way, why is it so unbelievable? Well, I think it's questions of like because mental health facility sort of facility sort of connotes rehab when it could really be more like a Miraval spa type of, of course. vibe and like. Uh, Yeah, and I think that that's what people don't like is that they're calling, like, that maybe she's calling something that isn't a rehab and she's trying to make you think she is. But that to me is like not really relevant. I think she needs serious help and I do hope she is getting it.
0: Everybody in her situation, as much as I cannot stand her and have no desire to ever be in her airspace, like, I believe that she deserves help because if you're going to go down this path, there's some demons going on.
2: She deserves help because people shouldn't be out there in the world doing this hateful shit. It's just bad. And like, I wouldn't want her to do this to somebody else.
0: No, but also because if, if not, she will have, I mean, already this could be the case, but like in order for a person to thrive as, you know, in society as a human being, they need to be able to foster intimate human connections. And what person that is a good person wants to foster a connection with her knowing what she's capable of? Forget about romantically. Like you need friends, you need people around you. And so there's no worlds in which her and her current state could build that again. Cause all the ones she currently had are out the window. It's like a very, I mean, it's, if you really like just look at it and remove our investment from the fan lens, like it's kind of a devastating
2: scenario all around. Oh my god. And you know what's really damning is that it's not like she was you know like think about Lala back when she was like acting more I don't know out of pocket. Yeah. She would sort of and even how James sort of kind of acts sometimes like they act a little bit assholey but they owned it. Like they were like, yeah, I'm this is me. What she did that I think was so damaging was that during the season she was like, "I really try to be a good person." And I really just try to be better every day. And it's like, okay, if you were saying that while you were sleeping with him in front of everybody, how can we ever believe that when you do try to do that again?
0: Totally. I mean, I think she said this, what, maybe last week or two weeks ago in her confessional when she was like, you know, for so long, I did the pageant thing. And now all of a sudden I'm kind of in my shameless era, whatever, I don't remember her exact wording. Like that was very, very telling because there's a strange part to me. She would never admit this like on camera, that I almost feel she thinks she's owed this, meaning like she's allowed to, she's allowed to do this type of thing because everyone has those years. And this is her equivalent of just quote, having those years, meaning, I don't know how you realize that this is not, this is not like the college phase people go through. This is like indicative of some serious
2: psychological issues. Oh yeah. I think she thought that she was just doing, I think she thought that she was like no different from how the cast acted in like season three. She's like, oh, I'll just do what they they did. And, like, they were fine. But it's, like, something that's interesting just on a more meta level is that, like, we watched the girls grow up, the women grow up. Mm-hmm. They've all – they all really seem to have matured and, like, calmed down. And you're seeing that the Toms and the men are, like, not trying to improve and that's what this relationship was. It was Tom trying to reach down to somebody lower so he could redo this whole past few years again where he gets to have fun and rage. It's like, yeah, he did like Ariana when he was when she was doing that, and I'm sure that she still would rage and have fun and go to concerts. She went to Coachella this year, but it's like no when you're when you as you mature and you have a home and you have your friends have kids, like that's just like not how you're. Acting anymore, like nights at the abbey, like at some point, you gotta like not do it every night.
0: No, and he resented that like natural life transition, and as a result of it resented, you know, her for I think what in his mind signaled his lack of ability to do that anymore when like her with with her, or without her, there's a certain time in which that ends.
2: And he right. really didn't want to accept that reality. Here's the thing. Like, he could have kept doing it if he hadn't done it with Raquel. He probably, like we said earlier, he probably could have gotten away with it forever. I know. That's why this was it, truly, like. and I think in a year we'll really feel this way,
0: it was a blessing in disguise. because, she, I mean, by the way, anything else aside, I shouldn't have to say one word. When Ariana walked out last night, I was like, God oh. damn. Like, hair, hundred. Like, to me, that is a Chris Appleton updo. Yeah. Unfucking believable that that face was giving Mary Phillips, like that was giving makeup by Mario. Her, oh, the, the one shoulder, sexy, but she said what, like slutty funeral? Yes. yes. <laughs> I, oh my gosh, I, I, was, I was like, that is one of my favorite looks I think we've ever seen.
2: Ariana is beautiful, and she's one of those people where I look at her, I'm like, how do you think that you are not attractive? I know. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But, yeah. but then I'm like, I do get it. It's, people don't see themselves correctly or, and that's part of the problem. But it's like, I'd rather have her problem than her former ex, you know, her former boyfriend's problem. Okay. There was a few silly things that I just want to mention. Kristen Doty, I would never have expected that. I I thought she was going to come back to do some sort of like weird receipts revenge thing. She comes back to have like a spiritual ceremony.
0: (laughs) I mean, her with the sage, with the setting, the intentions, the crystals. It wasn't necessarily what I was anticipating, but it was like that was camp. Like it that, was camp. Yeah.
2: Yes, yes. I'm so happy you said that because Carly that Claus, Carly yeah. Claus,
0: looking, I'm looking camp in the eye. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
2: I, I really, I liked that because it like set the tone lighter. It gave it like a positive girl reuniting thing, and I don't know. It just our ex boyfriend. I mean, talk about that I felt like that 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 was personal. That was a
0: moment for the OG Bravo watcher that watched her and Ariana's encounters in the Surrey alleyway, you know, like
2: Yeah, yeah it what was important. The, what about the flashback to Ariana saying to Kristen, He told me that you guys were breaking up? Like, <gasps> oh, did he? I'm sure he did. I, I know. I it's know. like he's literally doing the same thing ten years later. When Um, when Ariana,
0: wait, I have, I just want to say when in, when this was all breaking and like Kristen was releasing in real time podcasts, which like at the time felt so crazy, she mentioned this exact scene of like, I was at Ariana's house and she had the audacity to apologize to me. And I was like, don't you ever apologize to me? Like these are not comparable. And so to watch her actually apologize. And I do believe that that was the instance she was referring to was, was kind of, was kind of wild. Pish posh. Yeah, right. Like, pish posh <laughs> on
2: me. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna bring back pish pish posh in because now mm-hmm. we can now we can use that. Um also James calling Raquel and telling her off, you're not the brightest chick. Come on now. I mean the smartest thing you've ever done was sleep around with Tom Sandoval for seven months. You know, he uh. is that man.
0: I will say, James has really had a uh, fucking redemption arc in a way. Like he he is so <laughs> He's always been this wild, but I think he's gained this like sense of confidence, this comfort within the group. He's really formed these real relationships. I honestly also think the bond he has with Lala is very empowering to him. I swear to God, I feel that he gets like, I don't know, it, her friendship I think is super, super impactful to his growth.
2: <laughs> I agree. I think they're soulmates. Yeah. I like I kind stand of by too. Same. I think so a lot of people him. do because their chemistry is just so readable and it's so- the way that you can read their chemistry is the way that you can read that Sandoval and, and uh, Raquel's chemistry was bad. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Totally. I just feel like we would be remiss not to mention the moment of Sandoval at LVPs. Oh, my God. She was – I love that she wore like a morning outfit. Yes. <laughs> Intentionally. And okay. What was his hyperventilating against the window? That was – I. Uh, what was that? I actually think – it
0: wasn't him feeling bad, like at all. I really think that that was a moment where two things, one, he was starting to recognize the gravity of the situation, you know, financially, shorts and Sandy's, his perception, of course, his worst nightmare is being perceived as the bad guy, all that. But also I think it is no coincidence that that moment happened in front of LVP, meaning he gives way more of a shit what she thinks of him than what Ariana thinks of him. And so that was like, you know, they say, you know, after you pass away, you're confronted with like, it was almost, he was having an out of body experience of like, holy shit, I am with
2: the person that is the ultimate judge of my character. And like, it just hit him. Oh my God. I am very eager to see what happens with their business relationships. I find the business piece of this to be so, so intriguing in a different way than like the relationship stuff. But honestly, like, the, the way that Lisa and Ken are involved, but, like, not involved. I didn't love that Lisa said to her, like, to Ariana, we didn't suspect anything. It's like, you did. We watched
0: you. She – but you
2: know that's – you know,
0: she's yeah. always playing both sides of the fence.
2: Yeah. And and you know what? I think it was good that – okay, one thing I will call out is that, like, I do appreciate that Lisa didn't say, like, I'm just going to cast Sandoval aside. Because the thing is, like, as, as outrageous and horrible as their behavior is, they did not – like physically harm anybody. And I do think that there is something to be said for like keeping things in proportion of to course. to the actual offense. Listen, I know factually, at
0: least based on our DMs, a lot of people would disagree with that. It's just, you know me, like I'm never going to be the one to say, no, she should have left him in the dust, not even taken his phone call. Like no, this is like, yeah, he was fully guilty and the one in the wrong, but also this is a wild situation that I don't think her giving him a hug when he's having a panic attack is a punishable offense. Like that's the
2: human thing to do. Right. I also don't think that she is contractually allowed to not take his call. That's yeah. the other thing is that like there's a force that they need to interact. It's not really an option for them like not to. It's just I am like just floored at this point. Okay, let's close out. If you had to name one thing last night that just you will never forget that is burned into your brain, what, what was that moment for you?
0: I honestly think it was seeing Raquel and Sandoval for the first time to get, I think it's not necessarily because it was the most impactful conversation wise. It was that I was having a realization of like, my brain can't process this. I was unfamiliar with the feeling I was feeling. And it was like, I just don't know how to view this. That's I think
2: it, that was crazy, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was It was yours. It was also very cramped, which I think contributed to the feeling yes. of Yes, I, fe- I was feeling um claustrophobic. Yes. I think that was partly like the setting, but I'd I think her, her felt that dog that way too. Her dog getting real cozy to him that that's a that's a motherfucker that's that been there. That dog knew him. Yep. She mm-hmm. had Coors light in the fridge. Fucking Coors light? Yeah. Why? Yep. Mm-hmm. For me the uh for me I will never get over the conversation between the Toms because I think that that really reveals how they – like what was really going on. That was the conversation I rewound like a thousand times to just like take in their micro expressions, particularly Schwartz's, because it's hard for me to watch him be unable to stand up for what? For himself,
1: Mm -hmm. to be honest,
2: and for Katie. Like he fucked Katie so hard for this and that offends me. Okay. Okay. Emma, this has been amazing. We need to send someone to the Cayman Islands. Do we send Sandoval? Do we send Sandoval and Raquel? Do we send Sandoval, Raquel, and Schwartz so they can live out the thruple that they've so clearly been wanting to live? <laughs> what are you thinking? Oh, or do we just do the main guy? I, I, if
0: it's me, I'm probably sending Sandoval. Okay. honestly. What they would have you, fun at all three of them. You're right. That's a, that's the a thing. It's like, I actually think Raquel would fucking love that. Settling a timeshare or not. Uh, if I'm Raquel, I'm like, wait, I get a free vacation in the Cayman Islands with Schwartz
2: and no, Sandoval. No, no, it's maybe, not free. They have to sell timeshares. Right, right. Okay. Together. I
0: sell, well, so what? She loved working at Sur with them. No, that's I true. think. No. And and by the way, you're going to tell me she's going to go there and then not all of a sudden see Army Hammer and get a little excited? No. Oh, I'm, she
2: would. We're sending, <laughs> if it's me, I'm sending just Sandoval. Okay. I think you're right. I have to send just Sandoval as well. We have to, we're sending just Sandoval because also he needs some time to think and have no stimulation. We should send him without a phone
1: mm-hmm. and he's,
2: you know, he's not going comfort plus again. He is going back of the plane. And most, most detrimentally, there
0: will be nail polish removal upon arrival.
2: Oh my God. Those fucking white out nails. They're not white nail polish. They look like mm-hmm. a, white out. Don't ruin white nails. I know that's what is well said. I love white nail polish. <laughs> Okay, so Sandoval, peace out, Cayman Islands, sell some timeshares. That's We're taking away Tom, Tom, and Schwartz and Sandy's in this hypothetical, and the timeshares are all you got from now on. We also have a fan. We are sending you on a private plane to the Cayman Islands to stay in a five-star hotel. Our fan this week, our reviewer is Shahalv1117 for calling out that Roman Roy is the Candace Dillard Bassett of Succession and loving that crossover because to me, everything can be brought back, related together and that is why we're here. Emma? Oh oh my God. This was wild. This is like the best thing ever. Like
0: the fact that me and you get to process this at 8 a.m. the next morning.
2: You are my appointment TV gal.
0: I just love
2: you. You guys have to
0: realize like when we, I mean, people know this, I think, but we started podcasting literally because of Sammy, because Sammy and Aline called us into their office in 2018 and was like, Hey guys, we think we love what you're doing with your brand. And like, maybe would you want to start a podcast? And it was never even something we would have done in that timeframe. And we, I say this to you all the time, but like, it's so true. Like I will always forever have such gratitude towards you, towards all of you. I admire what you've built. I love your, in just everything, your passion, your intelligence, the way you approach things. I am obsessed with you. And I am so lucky that we get to do this. I like, holy shit
2: you are making me emotional. I really really... feel that
0: way though. I really look up to you. Like I want to build comments, you know, not it's it's different than Betches, but something like that. And I just always am so taken by the way that you guys have these ideas and then you put them into practice in such a powerful way. It's really something that I draw inspiration from. Oh my God. I love you.
2: I love you too. I'm I'm honestly really happy that you guys are podcasting because like I said, Friday mornings, the second I see it, I see that little, I see that little Instagram story. I'm like, (laughs) it's there for me I know and po- and podcasting really is the perfect format for you guys because you have so many thoughts and so much analysis and it deserves full-time full deep dives <laughs> I am just I mean it's totally mutual and we should you know we should talk offline yeah yeah stuff <laughs> but no thank you I honestly am just so happy that I know like while I'm watching these things I'm like we're gonna talk about this later and exactly. we're gonna discuss well, it feel. you're in the trenches with me I feel that we've built a TV community around just these things that we can't stop. We we get obsessed with and they take over our lives for a little time, but like in the best way. In the best way. All right. Thank you so much, Emma. Where can everyone find you, even though I think they know? At Commons by Celebs, at Commons by
0: Bravo. The podcast is three times a week. Regular episode, all things pop culture. One episode, all things Kardashians. In season, we recap the episodes like fucking scene by scene and then one episode, all things Bravo. I don't know if by the time this comes out, our Vanderpump episode will have come out. We we recorded that at 2 a.m. last night, way less deep dive than this because it was just immediate reaction. But oh, my God.
2: Oh, my God. I saw your story and I'm like, great. I want to hear that. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you so much, Emma. Please come back. We'll do this again. Love and um, although I can't imagine the circumstances will ever be this groundbreaking. No. But that is it for this week's At Batches Podcast. Follow me at Sammy and Emma on at by celebs. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And we will be back next week on Monday with a succession recap and Thursday with both Jordan and Aileen for more pop culture.
1: At Batches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, Rebecca Sosmakat, and Aliza Zim. Editing by Basilio Perez. Be sure to follow at Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at Betches.com. Betches.